Attention, Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake pulls heat, Chuck swindles Jake, and Triple P answers Twick Twitch chat. Swindle. I did you not did. swindle you out of any. You sure did. You sure did. So. The bus. No. I don't know how many different bus tracks I have over my back. No, yeah, I will I will continually run you over over this. <laughs> so the story is, uh, a couple weeks ago, we got, um, the, you know, we did a pre-release. I pulled out a rainbow, a w- rainbow whimsicott, and Chuck wants his whimsy. So I'm like, okay, I'll sell it to you. But at the time, it was $100 on, you know, it was before the set was out. So I could sell it on, I could have sold it on eBay. Uh, got some good cash there and Chuck gave me those little puppy dog eyes so please don't sell I I need this card I need this or I'm like okay I'll trade it to you um, you know obviously not for the, the hundred dollar set uh, and he's like okay fine that's cool um, so needless to say I held it for Chuck wasn't going to charge him for the hundred um, and then the next time I seen you you already had your full set of rainbows or your full set of whimsicott and it went down to what, like five bucks. I would have sold it to you for not quite five bucks, but definitely not a hundred dollars. So, uh, and he told me to hold it. I wouldn't have held it if it wasn't for Chuck. I would have sold that card right away. So thank you for, for getting me out of that a hundred dollars. I, I still, I told you the other day, I'd still trade you for it, but yeah, you you want to trade me for the $5 mark now. Okay. I'll make you a deal, but we never (laughs) talked about anything else. Well, you, I, I I did not sure. I did purchase all of my whimsicots that I wanted because I, I finished pulling stuff with our uh I finished opening the bulk of my brilliant star stuff right so I cleaned up the whimsicots I didn't get um but I did get a rainbow um from somebody that I was not expecting it so uh, it was it it was gifted so I can't blame you on that you should have still just you took it off of me. I still feel swindled, <laughs> but that's okay because you said that I was gifted um, or you were gifted that I was pulling straight heat. And when I say I'm pulling straight heat, I opened up the mailbox. I opened up the envelope and I pulled four Arceus V V stars and a Charizard V star right out of that envelope. It was uh, it was amazing. <laughs> that that was some heat right there. Right. <laughs> so I am good to go with my Arceus uh, lineup going forward. So I have the two most meta decks slash most consistent decks. So I can always, uh, you know, have options if I want to, you know, play top of the meta cards there. Yeah, no, um, Arceus is definitely a card that you want to own at the moment. And I don't currently, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely one that you uh, are going to be, it's going to be popular. Right. And yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was prepared. Uh, but aside from you swindling me, how was the rest of your week? Uh, all right. All right. Um, I had a busy weekend. I worked some extra stuff, got stuck on the side of the road. That was fun. Ooh. But um, just been other than that, uh, I've been playing, to, trying to test out uh, Whimsy Rider, which is what I've <laughs> uh, been playing. I played last Locals. Uh, it's surprisingly fun deck to play. So, but uh, Path to the Peak is still a card. 
Right. Uh, Path of Peak is a card that really hurts uh, decks like uh, Rapid Strike, uh, Calyrax, Mew. Uh, it's definitely there. And Arceus uses it to its ability or to its fullest effect um, most games, if everything's uh, equal. Yeah. But yeah, let's. Uh, you what's know, been let's, up with you, sir? What's been up with me? Uh, let's see. Uh, pulled cards out of there. Uh, been working. We went played at locals. Uh, I played. I played Arceus with Delmize. Uh, shout out again, Sleepy Dreepy. Um, went three oh one and tied Steve the Good there at the end. Uh, he was playing a different variant of Arceus. I'm sorry, I don't remember exactly what it is. Um, we decided to play a funzy game after the fact, and I believe I won the the coin toss. And I said, you know, I normally would go first. But I think I'm going to try something just, you know, for testing purposes, since this game doesn't really matter. Um, it went second and it definitely was an unfavorable uh, match going second. I believe I did that. So um, he ended up taking the dub. Uh, and I know Ryan's not going to give me any any credit for, you know, doing well with Delmise in his meta report. So shame <laughs> on you in advance, because I know that's what's going to happen. Uh, but no, it was it's a fun deck. And it runs pretty smooth. Um, and it has a little bit of versatility because it does Delmise has three, 330 HP. Uh, plus it has the ability to start sniping things, um, you know, late mid to late game uh, for some meaningful damage. So uh, pretty good deck. Yeah. Can, uh, can we, can we take a five minute aside to talk about the uh, evolution we came up for with, yes. Del- yes, 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 yes. We have to do that. You t- <laughs> uh, Okay. So you tell the story because I, I did post in our Discord after the fact, uh, you know, the list, the deck list, and what I played. And Chuck and Steve and a couple others took it into a completely different direction. And Pokemon, if you're listening, um, you need to, you know, you need to make this a thing. So Chuck, yeah. take it away. Because <laughs> someone said you posted your Delmise, so then we obviously the Discord then started talking about Delmise. But then someone was like. Delmise needs an evolution. And, and uh, we just started thinking about it in general. And I mean, it's an anchor. Uh, yes, it, like anchor combined with seaweed or imbued with seaweed. But um, obviously, an anchor goes to a ship. Right. It's going to evolve. You need to become a pirate ship. But then, like, the chat was like, how's it just going to become? a giant pirate ship like it's that's way too big but now you got to hear me out on this one because if you actually read a little bit about delmise waylord is mentioned right. so you you have delmise evolve and it becomes a pirate ship i came up with the funny name of piratize but you can you know think of something a little bit better <laughs> but that's uh, not the point but, to this story yeah <laughs> it but you use like a you have to use like an item you know like something like in pokemon go you have to use items that evolve things i'm sure you do it in the mainline games as well but you like play a horn and it's like maybe it's mythical or something like that like and i thought you call it like seafoam horn and then delmise evolves into a complete pirate ship but it's a complete like ghost ship so it's a paranormal like sunken ship that it evolves to which was originally sunken by a waylord so then that's why it's huge because Waylord is also huge. Right. And then it's like, there's like always beef between the two Pokemon. So it's like a, 
it, it is a very Moby Dick-esque tale. Yeah. I and, mean, Pokemon loves that kind of stuff, though, right? Yeah, and it, it creates a lot of theme and oozes a lot of cool stuff. So I thought it would be really cool um, and give Delmize a cool evolution. And I tried looking up extra stuff about Delmize, but there isn't really that much. It's been like one episode of the show uh, <laughs> and like one other kind of thing. So yeah, Delmize needs an evolution. I second that. So again, Pokemon, if you're listening, um, give this man some credit and and uh, get this happening here. Yeah, we got the story. Just we got it. the story. Yeah, you just got to make it happen. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Um, we don't have a guest today, uh, so I, let's just jump into all our fun shenanigans. All right. All right. Uh, let's let's go with trivia first. It's time, time for trivia. 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 All right. Do you want to start us off today? I think I yes. started us off last time. I, I yeah. I believe oh I no! Know. And as I say that, I already know you're going to do the Japanese names, and I forgot to print out a list ahead of time. Oh, shame <laughs> on me. Week two, strike two on Jake. If I don't have it by next week, um, I'm I just lose. I just all right. Well, I'll give you your hint up front because last time I gave you a Sun and Moon era uh, expansion. I will give you a Sword and Shield era expansion. So have a chance. You have a chance. So the Japanese set name um, is a combo again. So these are two set names that combine to make one set in America. So this set name, these two set names were Explosive Flame Walker and Infinity Zone. Darkness of Blaze. You are correct, sir. Let's go. <laughs> that was the first one that got it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah. That I mean that was the. Uh, I think that was the only one that was not. It's not a giveaway, uh, or that you kind of. I don't know. Everyone else was. Uh, you'd have to be living under a rock not to remember them. So, I mean, or you're just a newer player. So it's a, it, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, true. There's been plenty that I missed just because it was well before my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually didn't remember those. That's why I chose that one. So I, I didn't know if you would actually get it. But I, I without hesitation, come yeah. on, Good give job. me the heat next time. It has to be hard. All right. <laughs> well, next kidding. time we're going to go all the way back to like maybe like heart gold. Soul no, soul I, I, I'm in danger now. What did I say that for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my game today is the same as I always do. This is my favorite. Uh, it's guess that Pokemon this attack belongs to. And this is standard legal per the use. So if you're playing at home, uh, don't worry about playing any expanded cards or anything from the past. Um, this is an attack. Um, and that's all I'm going to give you. It's not anything else. Um, max shock. Max. All right, so this is a VMAX Pokemon because it has Max in the name. It's a you lightning Pokemon. That. You don't know that. I, I'm, I'm making my own assumptions. Right. Um, usually, VMAX Pokemon have Max in the name. It's a lightning because it's shock. I'm, it's not more Peko. It's not Pikachu. I want to say toxicity, but I've said this one before, and I think it's wrong. Um, what other one is there? 
I guess there's Drake the Zolt. But that that can't be right. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go with toxicity, but I'm probably wrong. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and move it to our other uh, screen and I will reveal it that way. Um, if I can find it here, um, podcasting podcast focus, 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 we're focusing. So let's go ahead and move it. I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this. It, it, maybe but tapu coco v max oh that, that was the other one that so, was so the other one so we got max shock for 180 damage if your opponent has more prize cards remaining than you or, or if you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent um their active pokemon is now paralyzed yes so yep that's that, a, that's a great attack i don't know why it never came back yeah uh, i was actually just uh thinking of cards that might work with Arceus and that kind of came up especially if you go second and then accelerate to uh, Tapu Koko and then like knock you out for some reason uh, you could definitely somehow get like a path to the peak Marnie plus a shock and then really just kind of put the, your opponent behind yeah um, well I mean I mean th that's a good good choice um, with Tapu Koko um, but that's the thing with Arceus is now you got to kind of like, we're still early stages, but you got to think of all those Pokemon that you can accelerate three energies to everyone, <laughs> everyone and all those other V maxes or, or V's maybe V's that might be good now because you can get energy like real quick to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, a card that may be underexplored. Um, and, you know, I've had some inspiration there. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the paralyzing is really nice. And Switch is, I mean, depending, if you VMAX runs a lot in Switch because of the way it runs, but not, not a huge popular card at the moment. Not currently. All right, let's go ahead and do our random card madness. What, what set are we going to do today? I feel uh, like we need to go away from... Uh, wait, away from Brilliant Stars? Yeah, I think we need to go away from Brilliant Stars. Okay, where do we want to go? Um, let's go to... Let's go Chilling Rain. Chilling Rain, all right. Um, we will generate a random number between 1 and 198. And for everyone who is not used to or first time watching or listening this uh we are going to generate a random number between 1 and 198 and chilling rain and then discuss whether the card is good put it in a deck or it's bulk um and i have randomly generated the number 136 which is getting us into the trainer section of chilling rain mm -hmm. and if you haven't seen here heard it you'll hear it twice it's Echoing Horn. Uh, put a basic, it's an item, <laughs> item card. Put a basic Pokemon from your opponent's discard pile onto their bench. Yeah, um, you definitely, I wouldn't say it is, I mean, it's not bulk, although you're going to have so many that some will turn into bulk. Uh, you won't use it in a lot of lists, but it's definitely there to keep in your binder because there are a few lists that take advantage of this, um, mainly like spread decks or anything that's really like boss central um, to get like a crowbat knockout. And then you just 
put it back up um, to take another knockout on the same Pokemon. Uh, so Echoing Horn, depending on the list, uh, definitely playable. Um, like I wouldn't say it's like S tier. It would be like a B tier playable card, depending on the deck. Again, um, you're not going to see it This everywhere. is like one of those cards that you just, you can't call it, put it in a tier. This is one of those, you have that tier at the bottom of the list. It's like tech card. Because in a list, this could be S tier. Um, but in most lists, it's not even like usable. Um, but like you said, in a spread deck, like you, we've seen this um in rapid strike urshifu just because you can put um you know you put a crowbat back on the bench and then hit it again for weakness or you put another single prize but just a single prize pokemon onto the bench and you uh rapid flow um and get an extra prize or or get that third prize that you need for for game so and even has utility use in control decks because you're uh a filling up your opponent's bench for certain reasons if you wanted to just so they don't have the opportunity to get out of it or you're putting a, a pokemon with a higher retreat cost and then bossing it up so that they lock out um it's it's a tech card so like it's not it's hard to tier list it but you're gonna want it and you're not gonna need a lot of them but uh you're gonna it'll go in certain archetypes when you try and build them not a bad card usually most of the time we get you know either really broken cards um or really really bad cards so this one's kind of like right mm -hmm. in the middle so it worked yeah. out for us this time all right so i think it's time to go and talk with turtwig and see what's happening yes. in the meta ladies and gentlemen trainers and pokemon alike you're listening to <laughs> turtwig talks the meta this is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as ry for gaming I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have 20 tournaments, 2,221 unique deck plays, and 6,498 matches to cover this week. Wow, that was busy. But, well, looks like we gotta get busy. So, without further ado, into those top 8s. Now, we had a lot of top 8 finishes by a lot of stellar decks this week, so we're going to start off with Malamar having 10 top 8s, Eternatus having 10 top 8s, and Jolteon's back with 10 top 8 finishes this week. Ice Rider had 11 top 8s, Arceus Duraludon had 11 top 8s, Arceus Inteleon had 32 top 8s. Now, Mew Genesec had 36 top eights, so Arceus and Teleon's getting really close to that Mew Genesec. So this week, Mew Genesec's got to look out for Arceus and Teleon because it is high on its heels. Now that's it for the top eights this week. Now, let's look at those boring meta numbers. Uh, all these decks had a 50% or higher win rate this week. Those being Mew Genesec, Arceus and Teleon, Arceus Duraludon, Ice Rider and Teleon, Jolteon Inteleon and Straight Arceus. Notable changes to Rapid Strike Malamar, Arceus Inteleon, and who would have guessed it? Jolteon Inteleon. I'm telling you, it's back, baby. And now, Rapid Strike Malamar had an increase in win percentage by, by <laughs> 50 by 5.3% this week. That's up last week from about 42, going up to about 47.5. So. I'd say it's looking pretty good for Rapid Strike Malamar. It was the second most played deck this week, sitting at about 7.5% of the meta, sitting underneath Mew with 20 and Arceus and Teleon with about 7. So 
Notable changes to Arceus and Talion are it is up in play percentage by about 6%. Wow, we just talked about its play percentage. Woo! <laughs> it's sitting at 7%. It was number three this week. Congrats, Arceus and Talion. You're really popular. Last change was to Jolteon and Talion. This week, Jolteon and Talion went up in win percentage by 9%. It had a 56% win percentage this week. And oh my gosh, that destroyed Mew Genesect at 50%. Now, it didn't beat the win percentage of Arceus and Talion, but my gosh, Jolteon and Talion is back. Everyone's slapping Manaphy in their deck. Don't play Jolteon this week because you're not going to be happy by seeing your outcome when they slap down that Manaphy and now, ah, oh, now I got to work. Ah. Oh. <laughs> now, I'd like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes in Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week, we did not have a winner because our top two decided to ID instead of playing for first place. I, I I don't know, like, th these, gu these guys are really good players, but they decided to just ID and not see who wins. I, I don't know, man. I'm really disappointed that we didn't get a winner this week, so I can't shout out any names. So, with that out of the way, let's head over to the wins of the week. Starting off, all of these decks had a single win this week. Those being Arceus Duraludon, Arceus Sylveon, Eternatus, Rapid Strike Urshifu, and Dawn Fan Moltres? Interesting deck. Definitely would love to see the 60 on that one, but very interesting. Won a tournament. Great job, Dawn Fan Moltres. Uh, Malamar had two wins this week. Jolteon had three wins this week. Eugenisect had four wins this week. But wait, that doesn't add up to 20. We're still missing six wins for Arceus and Teleon? That's right. Arceus beat Mew this week in the wins category. So I think that says a lot to the quality of Arceus and Teleon personally. That it is very good in winning. It did very well in top eights. But it was just, but it wasn't even played as much. So I think it's either the quality of the deck or the players that are piloting it are just really good at Pokemon. And not having to play around flip cards. So Cramomatic, yay. Uh, so, <laughs> with the with my semi rant out of the way, Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So, if you could let us know on Twitter at ry for gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig talks the meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. All right, and we're back. Another great meta report, meta report by Turtwig and Ryan. So, as with after every meta report, we go right into the news. So, new news is uh, we have four pre-release promos now for uh, Astral Radiance. Uh, yeah, let's jump into it. So, up. we have the Magnazone. We yes. got the Hisuian Samurott. Um, we have the... I always hit the reindeer, reindeer. I don't know how I you say, say wordier. Wordier. Um, and then we got the bascu, uh, bascu, yeah, just or whatnot. So those are the four uh, pre-release promos. Do any of them one either stand out like in the meta to you that has potential, um, and two collectability? Um, Magnazone, I think, is the 
best. I have to look over Basque Legion again. Um, I think Magnazone, but going with Magnazone, I think he's your best shet shot at being. Yeah, with this ability. The problem with this, uh, the problem with him is he's a stage two, and to get that out there, um, it's just, you know, it's that's, a lot of work. That's the one thing with the promos this time around um, that I'm just noticing with uh, Battle Legion is that every there's two stage twos and two stage ones. So, we're looking at definitely having to evolve into these. Mm -hmm. um, and the lines are kind of like, uh, not meh, but like kind of cr like crazy. Cause like Magnazone is pretty cool, but because of the once per turn, you're basically like it's old Blastoise, but with metal Pokemon um, where you can just get uh, metal energy off the top six. Um, so that's cool. Uh, but you're like you said, it's stage two. So having an actual meta impact would be a little bit hard, but uh, and using the pre-release might be kind of cool. Yeah, and we've seen that that Blastoise in the past. It was, you know, it it played a part in the meta, but I would never say it was meta-defining or anything broken. Um, there were fun, uh, a couple fun, cute decks that came out of it. So um, I would tend to agree. Uh, Magnezone is probably the most playable as far as collectible. None of them really stand out to me this time around. I mean, we've had Charizards in the past where we had uh, even like even the Bidoof um, or the Bibarel, um, I think is even more collectible than these. So we're I mean, Wordier, it's it's the first time Wordier is getting a Pokemon card. So maybe if he becomes a thing, I don't think Wordier is like crazy popular Pokemon at, at the at the go. But um it is a neat card that you get to draw a card, but um, none of them scream anything. I like Samurott's ability the most, but at stage two, you're never going to use it in a regular deck. So, All right, so let's go ahead and go to the next one. Um, and we're talking about Weirdeer. We had a Weirdeer and a Heatran revealed, and I will start with Heatran. Um, so I'm not going to talk about the V, uh, it's, it's basically, if I remember, yeah, it's just, it's just a V to get the next V out or the V max out. Um, yeah. so Heatran stage one, uh, for 330 HP, uh, weakness to water resistance to none and the retreat of four. So this guy, um, that might be boy. relevant in the in the future if there was something that uh in the past that i forget what card that was but it would give you more hp if you had a retreat of four so it was more of like a tanking thing i forget what the card is off the top of my head right now but that might be relevant because leafy leafyon's looking at him like Ooh, juicy oh oh yeah yeah that's just well leafyon's also <laughs> he's weak grass, but yeah it's just like uh it's kind Leafeon of a was like let me hit you first please <laughs> right <laughs> um but we have an ability and an attack. So ability, lava enhancement. Once during your turn, if you play a stadium or if you have a stadium card in play, you may heal 50 damage from this Pokemon. So again, this kind of goes really, really well with, um, with Magma Basin because you'll take damage and then you can just heal yourself um, and then start hitting. So it really just depends on is, if, is this attack relevant? Um, so we got the max heat for uh, fire fire colorless 180 damage if your opponent's active po or not if but your opponent's active pokemon is now burned so it's essentially damage uh 200 damage um for two fire and a colorless i don't know chuck what say you do you think 
Heatran has it going not, on here. I'm not a huge fan of Heatran Pmax. Uh, the the damage output is kind of not where you want it for a Vmax. I think. I mean, you kind of need belt to take knockouts on Vs because at max, all all good, all things considered, you're doing two thirty. Uh, with the burn damage and a belt. Um, and so you get Vs, but <clears throat> if they happen to have fire resistance, you're not getting them. And if it's still a lot for, and you're putting out a VMAX out there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and he's got four retreats. So he, he, <laughs> he's staying, you're riding and dying with Heatran in the, in the active. That is, that is for sure. Now, currently, I think he's not good um, and more of a bulk card. There are a couple things that can change to make that different. Um, two, two things that come to mind here is if they play a card that um, it boosts your damage because your opponent's having uh, burn effects on them. Mm -hmm. uh, so potentially they're somewhere, depending on how broken that card is, there might, there might be viability there. Um, and two, like I said, like with that retreat cost, if there was some kind of um, tool card that's attached, if you have like, for retreat costs that might buff you in one way or another um, because that is so hefty maybe helps you find it faster or, or something to that effect uh but as of right now yeah i don't i don't see heat trend seeing much play in in relevant pokemon you might see them here at locals or anything like that um just for people trying them out if they ended up pulling a few so um, i i I am kind of curious too on the word, like if the translation and the wording stays exactly how it's it's in Poke Beach, because it says if you have a stadium card in play, and not just if there's a a stadium card in play, because right. then that would require you to be playing your stadium on your turn. I'm gonna assume most of it. I've only ever seen that worded as if there's a stadium card in play, not if you have a stadium card in play because there can only be one stadium, but I mean, so then you wouldn't get the heal, but I mean, you're going to use magma base and you're probably it's on your turn. So, right. No, I agree with that, but okay. He so could he, be with that heal though. He could be kind of hard to KO, but yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's move on. You can, you can get the next one. Cause I think this one may have more potential. Uh, we're in a weird, weirdier V. Now we got a uh, colorless. 220 HP Pokemon, basic. Um, fighting weakness, obviously, with the colorless. And then uh, has a ability and an attack. So ability, opening road, once during your turn, when this Pokemon moves from your bench to become your active Pokemon, you may move any number of energy from your other Pokemon to it. So we've got Surfetch charging. Um, weirdier, basically. So this reminds me more, not, not necessarily Surfetch, this reminds me more of the Heatran GX. Yes. Like Heatran he, he GX did the same it's thing. It's funny because they should have put this ability on Heatran. <laughs> yeah, keep keep thematic. The cool thing with Weirdier, because he's colorless, though, is you can move any number of any energy. It just says any number of energy. So it right. doesn't have to be basic. You can move special. So you can slide a double turbo energy to it um, if you want. But um, we're going to move all this energy. We want to know what his attack is. So for three colorless, you have Psy Shield Bash, 40 damage, 
This stack, this attack does 40 damage times the amount of energy attached to this Pokemon. Yes. Use the math there. And you can bring it all at once. Uh, Word Ear is like the closer. Yeah, he is. He's, he's that closer or potential early game, like your second attack turn where you can bring him up and, and you know, do some major damage uh, depending on en- energy acceleration. Um, you know, we saw in the past with, with Heatran, I know I, we're bringing that up, but, it, you know, you potentially could welder to him and then, like bring him up and then do a bunch of damage. So maybe you have a world where you have like Arceus V, he does his attack. Um, you have potentially six energies already on the board. And then if you're playing a fire, um, you can make like Magma Basin or something to that effect, bring him up and then steal those energies plus attach um, for doing a lot of damage. Yeah. I mean, any any deck that accelerates energies or wants a lot of energies on the board, uh, he can slide into because, like, like you said, like mentioned, he's colorless. Like the only thing, the only thing I can think of on the top of my head is like that doesn't want this is like Ice Rider because he doesn't necessarily have a whole ton of energy on the board because you literally just end near the end of the game. You're playing Shadow Rider. You're playing Arceus with a bunch of energies on the board. You just Quick ball, slap him down, switch him up in the active, take all your energy, throw it up onto him. You get like six six energy, you're doing 240 damage. Um that's that's a good amount of damage. Uh you get to eight is uh 320. So right, and that's taking most things out. So um no, I think that's serviceable. Um that might see play. I don't think you're gonna centralize a deck around him. Um, but we'll see. No, I mean, the, the hard part uh, centralizing a deck around is being able to recover all of the energy that you lose on the ensuing knockout. That's, that's why you can't centralize, but you can definitely close a game out with them. Right. Agreed. All right, so that is it for that one. Let's go on to the next one now that we did get. I don't know how to say all these like legendary or pseudo legendary like Jirachi looking guys. The lake spirits. Yeah, the uh, lake spirits. I don't know if any of them are really that great or worth mentioning. At least you know just at quick glance for me, unless you think differently. No. Uh, it's nice to like. I mean, they're just getting uh, uh cards, but none of them have anything that's like worth writing home about. To be completely honest, um, they just have some cool art. I think the uh, the in this article the uh, this trainer card is what's worth talking about. I know you said that, so do yeah. you want to go over that one? Yeah, the tempo uh, the temple of Sinnoh. Um, so it's a stadium card. Um, so it reads: each special energy attached to a Pokemon in play uh, provides one colorless energy and has no other effect. It's kind of huge, actually. So there's a lot of different um, decks that might be negatively impacted by this. Um, Mew being one of them, if they can't bump it, uh, it's just a colorless. So he's not going to be able to do like Psychic Leap. He's still going to be able to do a lot of his attacks. So it's not going to necessarily affect him too much. Um, You got your your single strike boxes. The key key (laughs) for that on the Mew, though, is that it turns off the protection from abilities on the fusion strike energy so right if you're running a deck that needs to ping something or or do extra damage somehow 
right point Thino tower this temple will do it for you right um so yeah there's that there's the single strike um energies um again you, you're seeing gengars out there that those provide a dark and or a um fighting obviously it's colorless and that's not gonna you know have or fulfill the cost for gengar or your urshifu or whatever it may be um so another you know devastating blow potentially for for a deck um also with the double colorless energies coming out here um those are just a single energy if i'm reading that correctly right so it's yeah, just each it, card it becomes, so it becomes one single energy and it does get rid of the minus 20 damage too so yeah but if you play this guy early and uh Arceus can't bump it yep now you can't attack uh, potentially uh it depends on the game situation 100 but um that can shut it off and i'm sure there's plenty of other uses um rapid strike uh malamar uh, could get in trouble by this we got rapid strike urshifu that can also get in trouble by this because it's not going to provide those um water or fighting energy so um this stadium i think we're going to see a lot of it yeah i mean just that there's a lot of things that can be in trouble like ice riders uh, you name it anything that runs typed energy is right. like <laughs> which is everything but like uh that that can really throw a wrench in a lot of decks days. now i'm and if you play this card and somebody plays a special energy on that turn it can stop their effects of the energy as well so like capture energy if they're playing it down you know uh, spe- yeah, while this is out it's, it's not basic the basics are still fine it's just yeah, basics are fine. So I take back my ice rider. I'm dumb. I was reading it as all energy. That, <laughs> that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. You're not dumb. You just you gotta read the cards. Yeah. No, just glancing. No, just I mean, we've all done that. Okay, so I mean there were a couple other articles, but I think those are the main ones to talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, the, only, the only other thing I wanted to bring up before we move on to our, our main discussion point is that. Uh, they did release like a product lineup for the Pokemon Go set that they've the spoiled, spoiled or announced or whatever. Um, and basically, it's going to be like Champion's Path in the in, like we saw two a year ago, two two years ago, maybe I don't know. Year and a half. Um, year and a half. Um, it's a special set. It's especially about seventy one card set. You're not going to find booster boxes of it. Everything's in ETBs or cool uh, products, which they do have some cool products coming out with um, promo cards and, and like they got trainer cards for each of the trainers in Pokemon Go. I haven't seen any of those cards yet, but having the product lineup really kind of just confirmed how it is going to be released, which we probably thought it was going to be that way anyway. Right. No, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm a very on again, off again uh, Pokemon Go player. So I'm, we'll we'll see. I'm huge into Go, so I'm really looking forward to this set. It's probably gonna take a lot of my money that it shouldn't. Um, it I, I just really like I like playing Pokemon Go. So right, nothing wrong with that. All right, let me do the transition, and then we'll move on to the next. All right, we're back to our regular um, setup. There, uh, don't really need to see the screen uh, going forward. Um, so let's get into the meat of the conversation. Um, we wanted to kind of talk about uh, Arceus, its effect on the meta, um, different options with Arceus. 
Um, but before we do that, I want to get into Brisbane. That was the first big IRL event since you know COVID happened. Uh, you know, official Pokemon event. Yeah. And yeah, were you shocked at the top eight? Let's say. Um. No. No. For any of you guys that don't know, and I don't have the lists in front of me, um, but uh, we had. We had one dark box um, in Teleon list. Uh, I think it was three, three um, Arceus, different variants of Arceus in there, and then another four Mu V Max. So Mu V Max still not going anywhere for this time being. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have um, I have the lists up in uh, in front of me, uh, well, at least on 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 the the top sixteen, mm -hmm. but. Um, you have uh just like statistic wise out of the top 16 there was only four different archetypes technically um you had uh half of well almost half of them were mu genesex uh the uh you had two gengars uh and then you had the rest being it actually it's only three archetypes i forgot that suicune it has suicune listed but that's just arceus and suicune right uh, just happened to have more suicune than arceus um <laughs> So it's Arceus, Mew Genesect, and then your your cheeky Gengar, uh, which was the top 16. Uh, your top eight was, uh, like you said, uh, four Arceus decks and then uh, four Mew Genesects. So split between those. And then yeah. the winner, we should, I, I guess we should call out the winner. Of, yes. Uh, Natalie Miller uh, with Mew Genesect. Uh, ended up uh, beating a Arceus Duraludon VMAX deck, which I will say I'm actually like, there's a few differences in the lists uh, of the Mu VMAX, but I'm actually surprised uh, looking at the final matchup because it's Duraludon VMAX and Natalie's list had all special energy. There was no basic psychic in it. So, well, psych or psychic leap is a thing um, with the power tablets. Um, you can do that. Also, Mew is fast, so you can potentially start hitting before it ever sets up. So there is that um, yep. variant. I was actually listening to Laker Rage last week, and Natalie was on right before Brisbane started, and they actually talked about that matchup. And she did not seem worried about it whatsoever. Um, and she did back it up with a, a dub against it in the finals, at least. So um, yeah. maybe it's not as a foregone conclusion as everybody else thought um that this matchup is an auto win uh, auto loss kind of thing um, yeah. like a lot of us tend to do from time to time no it, it definitely i never thought of it as an auto win i mean i could just see how it's it's hard but um i was just surprised being that her list has no no uh energy at all like regular energy i was surprised that it was uh a, probably a tough final I would assume. Right. Now, did it? I don't know. I didn't get to see the exact builds, but I'm not sure. If Duraludon had healing, maybe would they would be in trouble. But if it was just a straight, like, um, a straight. Uh, it, it looked, it looks a lot like um, uh, Riley Holbert's from the full grip, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the odd, the odd uh, counts. It was a 4 2 Arceus, 3 uh, 2 3 Duraludon using the mustard. Uh, a couple different choices um, in in trainers, 
like poke gears and stuff but um that it's it's along that line mm -hmm. now that being said with all the lists that we you know kind of just talked about having mu a bunch of arceus variants and some dark box uh variants to try to counter the mu because mu is bdif um nothing was really shaken up too much with the meta and i don't know if it was unexpected or expected that nothing really would um do you think going into salt lake because i know that's the next um, big event do you think we're going to get a little bit more of a, a shake up or somebody finds some kind of spiciness because i i know people are like australia is gonna find that mute counter they're gonna find that spice um we didn't really see it um do you think we see it in salt lake city um maybe i think well i think if anything that brisbane taught us is there has to you're you got to find something that from you like you either are playing it or, or you, you have are answer. actively like teching for it because most of your matchups are coming against that now we don't have i don't have a complete breakdown of the meta for brisbane so it's hard to tell exactly what like I did see a pie chart and I don't know the exact numbers, but I know it was new Genesec was 50% of the meta. And then essentially, I think it was 20% of the meta was a dark box. And then the rest of it was, was Arceus variants. Yeah. Because I mean, all I, uh, well, I haven't, I haven't seen that pie chart pie chart. I, I somehow missed that one, but um, there's only besides Gengars, the two Gengars, there's only like two, what looks to be, two dark variants in the top 16 with Arceus. So I assume, I would assume that you might see a little bit more of those because, I mean, we saw a dark, uh, Peter Lowe uh, took a dark uh, Inteleon, an Arceus dark deck with Moltres basically, or Hoopa, I mean, it had Inteleon and then basically a little bit of dark box thrown in with Arceus. And he took it all the way to third place. So you might see a little bit more play on that just to maybe try and better your odds against Mew. Um, but that, that going into Salt Lake City, that would be what I would be gunning for. Like, how am I either, how am I just deciding to play Mew and working on the mirror? Like, how that mirror is going to work? Yeah. Or am I, what, what am I playing and how am I going to beat Mew? Right. Okay, well, let, that's a good transition into our next point where Arceus, its effect on the meta. So first and foremost, I want to, you know, let's let's talk about different variants of it um, and what they can kind of tech in. Have you see, have you got to play, play around with it? And what do you think is the best version of Arceus um, to potentially compete with those with those uh, Mew decks? I, I haven't really got to play around with a lot of it since after full grip um mm -hmm. because uh i don't own it in real life so i haven't been able to test that way and i just been trying other things at, at at the moment too um i just haven't put my finger on it but in in testing like i don't i want to say i feel like straight rcs like going all in on rcs is a little bit better at the moment but there's got to be a combination of attackers that really unlock him a little bit better than just him by himself. 
Right. So there's uh, him by himself with the with the shady dealings in Talion, which I think is the most popular and probably currently the best version of the list. Um, the one weakness is it doesn't hit for a lot. So you are basically two shotting things, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing because you are pretty consistent. You have the tank ability with the, the Sharon's care. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's Sharon's care, right? So you scoop him yeah. up. Um, but it does have a lot of answers because you do get the shady, the additional shady dealings, plus you get Arceus's ability, um, which is already busted. So many times, at least in that Mew matchup, you can find um, like your double colorless plus a Pokemon plus like a Marnie and or a Path to the Peak. So I think the biggest thing for that deck is to use his ability, Path to the Peak Marnie, hope it sticks while you're accelerating energies and in getting your board state set up. Um, that early game may be a little bit slower than Mew, but if you set up earlier than Mew does, I think it's actually a pretty favored uh, matchup. Um, it is not so clear cut to me, at least, um, that Mew is that much better of a deck. It is better, but to what level, I'm not 100% sure. Some people are saying uh, Mew is in his class and everything is just kind of slightly or below it and not really to necessarily compete for the crown. Although I think Arceus with Shady Dealings Inteleon can do that because of consistency. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I might, well, I'm in the, I'm in the group that uh, Mew is in its tier of its own. I mean, um, playing, I'm not going to say Mew is not BDF because it is, um, but yeah, I don't uh, think Arceus is that Arceus, I think Arceus gives other Pokemon a fighting chance. And my experience fairly my experience in this is purely on the back of playing arguably not the best thing to play with Arceus in Rayquaza at full grip, but uh, playing Rayquaza against, I think this, the matchup could go either way. Uh, well, not the, the defending the other Pokemon could be anything else in that if Mew Genesect goes for uh, goes, even if they go second, like, you're at the mercy of them not hitting the nuts on if you if you're stuck with an Arceus in the active. Right. It, is, if, it is very nerve-wracking letting Mew go second with the whole Meloetta um Elisa Sparkle and then just and, go go ham there. <laughs> yeah, and the like ultimately I felt like going first was the best thing because and then hopefully I could stick something that they can't gust. Mm -hmm. into the active that i would be okay with losing but then if you go second letting they go first then you have to get greedy with arceus and get that trinity charge so that you kind of create the scenario that it doesn't matter what they ko yeah if they get which they most the, the thing is they most likely will like, right but <laughs> One thing you can't underestimate with the Arceus deck, especially even if they do, if you go first and they, they take KO, um, if you like protected your, your Arceus with energy on it and you can get going that second turn, um, you can't underestimate Marnie Path. I've won my hand. I don't know the exact number of win losses I've had against that uh, Arceus versus Mew match, um, but it ultimately goes, if, if your Marnie Path sticks, and you just start hitting, and they can't either switch out because they've attacked with Mew and they can't do like a double switch, um, or you boss stall them, or something that affects, um, you're still in a good chance uh, to, to take the W. Um, 
you have to be more patient as the as the Arceus deck, but ultimately, I think the more people play with it, the more pe people get reps in with it, um, you might see it actually start taking some more of these tournaments and not just always Mew. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that in the, in the pure fact that um, I think the Arceus helps speed up other attackers to actually compete with Mew. Right. So that um, normally they wouldn't necessarily be able to get there. Uh, that before Mew kind of like takes them down or or hinders them too much. I think Arceus gives them all a fighting chance to get there. If you can do the things that you just kind of laid out as well. Right. Um, that being said, Arceus does have its weaknesses. Um, you miss a attach energy your turn one, no matter if it, you're going for first or second. Yep. Um, you're really, really behind the eight ball and you might depending on what your opponent does, but you're really out of the game um, unless they have just as bad of a start. Um, so Mew can really catch and take advantage of that because like that early game, they're a little bit more consistent. Um, so they can just run away from it right there, then and there. Um, so it does feel bad in that case. Um, also the weakness right now of fighting, uh, you know, is maybe not the, the most prevalent, but on the same token everybody loves their urshifus so um maybe still not the best even with Mew out there kind of keeping those guys in check <laughs> yeah i mean the more and more popular it becomes opens the window for fighting though that's that's where that kind of comes in right um and then okay so aside from just arceus being super consistent and helping you know the deck you know go along that way there are another couple decks that i kind of did try out and i kind of want to um throw out there we did talk about delmize already this week and last um it does have its merits um is it the strongest variant maybe not but definitely puts delmize on the board um lapras i did try out a little bit of lapras had 10 games in it in with it um was positive with it it just feels a little slow to hit that math that it's really going for for those okos because that's what you're going with Lapis, right? You're trying to jump over your opponent because everything else is two-shotting um, each other. And even if you had the, the ideal setup where you attach your turn two, you attack, accelerate energies, and then maybe even next turn Cheryl and then accelerate energies, you're still not to that Oko point. So it feels a little slow from what you want to do. But if you get to that like third, fourth, fifth turn and Lapras is on the board and he charged up that boy is going to be uh, taking anything out. So you're just looking for that boss um, to take out a full, full health, anything, and it doesn't have special energy. So um, it does feel good there. Mm -hmm. um, were there any other maybe well, Arceus variants that you were seeing out there that might pique your interest? Not variant wise. Okay. Um, no, I mean that the dark the dark variant. I feel like there there will be a variant that comes. They'll they'll pick some that will tee off of dark. Yeah, I don't know if they've picked the best attackers, but because there's the the popular one in Brisbane, the one that did the well best was using just one V and then using that uh, single prize mole trace. Um, which if you're not charging, like that's not 
that's kind of like something you those are two cards you don't necessarily have to charge up with Arceus I don't think so like I would feel like a, a dark Pokemon a different dark Pokemon that you actually use Arceus to charge up might be more useful in those scenarios um I, I think play more against, testing and stuff needs to be I, done I did play against a a grim snarl deck the the v max and it wasn't very good um actually I, I ran against it twice on the ladder randomly uh beat it both times and they weren't very uh, it wasn't very scary to play against i guess it, it's uh, i've played a lot of grim snarl and it, the he just requires too much energy to be super great um almost needs hydragon and that's just it's, you're required a stage two uh, I think we said it in the last podcast. If your deck requires a stage two, you're kind of not good enough. So, unfortunately, um, although Luke did say it, the game is going in cycles. It's gone in cycles in the past, so we might see, um, you know, stage maybe. twos, you know, have their day to shine. Maybe not quite yet. Maybe in about a year or so. Yeah, maybe, maybe, probably not before Grimmy. Grimmy, uh, unfortunately, rotates out. I would agree um, with that. One archetype I'd be I would like to bring up that's not Arceus, but if we're just talking about anything, or did you have more Arceus types that you wanted to? Um, no, not really. There are a couple things that I may try out still, but nothing that it seems at least relevant for the meta. Well, I mean, I wanted to bring up Zach Lasage's event that happened, which I'm sure it will be in. It was covered in a meta report as well, but uh, I, I would be remiss to say that Jolteon is still still won a huge event. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of people aren't playing that Manaphy, and I think we need to actually address this um, with the Manaphy and Jolteon kind of thing, um, where in the past, like Decidueye was that deck where you bring it, depending on the week, um, and it can just like run the show and take the dubs. Um, Jolteon still can do that. Um, taking the single prizers out still has a at least 50-50 against Mew. Um, my concern for the deck is Arceus because if it's a straight Arceus deck and they know this and they can kind of start getting the, their board start ready um, and all things are equal, you're three-shotting a, a, a two-prizer. And that feels really bad. Yeah. Well, uh, see, the, the one thing I want to, I want to preface, I'm just looking over on Limitless, the, the matches that this gentleman who won the tournament with Jolteon um, he went through a lot of other stuff that plays benched Pokemon that probably don't play Manaphy, like Gengars or uh, a Moltres, a dark, like a dark box Italian, I would think would play it, but maybe not. Uh, it went through three different Arceus archetypes, uh, a Suicune, I assume would play Manaphy, but maybe not. Um, it had a lot of those matchups where it can prey upon things that just, if it doesn't have Manaphy, right. It, it, it can go through them and then it still managed to beat uh some mu mu v maxes later but um it has a very he did a very favorable job against a lot of Arceus and Teleons so right well I mean I haven't played the matchup but we'll see because yeah I don't know if it's quite dead I I would like him to go and just stay in the in the ground but we'll see that Jolt Dog um you know obviously is still relevant. He, he took home a Zach Massage tournament. So um, well, I would, dust off the, 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 the lightning dog. I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't say dust it off. I'm going to say all the other people that are playing things that have benched Pokemon that aren't V maxes or, or V's 
dudes, put some mana fees in your deck. Like right? them, them and Teleons die pretty quick. You, they sure do. <laughs> they, they sure do. So do those Drizzles. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Yeah. Um, so protect them. <laughs> exactly. All right. I think that's going to do it for our kind of like meta breakdown with the whole Arceus. Um, I'm excited because we, I think it's what, episode three or four of our live chat? Yeah. Um, and we haven't actually done chat questions. So we're going to. And we got a few in here already. We got a few so. in here already. So we're going to do our first live Q&A um, and just kind of talk whatever you guys asking. And I believe, Rudy, you had the first question. So Chuck, you want to you wanna give those yeah, up? Yeah, Shout Rudy out. had a question. Uh, I've been keeping track over here. Um, Rudy had a question was how to get started and be competitive without going broke. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I can, uh, do you want to, you want to answer? You want to? I'm um, sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. If you're wanting to play IRL, um, trainers toolkits are first and foremost, if you're just getting into it, um, they have all the essential trainers that you're going to need. Um, plus, you know, you got your Crobats there. Um, Pokemon is releasing product um, that help you get meta relevant cards. So they have the battle decks, which currently they have what the Urshifus, both Urshifus. Um, they also have uh, sets that have like the VMAX of choice um, that you can just get those cards as promo cards uh, to help out. I know there is an Arceus uh, promo um, set coming out soon. Um, now it's going to cost a little bit of money, um, but they are making it where you don't have to randomly pull um, cards like that. Now, obviously, Arceus right now is the expensive thing. There are other decks that you, when you're starting out that you might want to try. So uh, Rapid Strike Malamar is a thing uh, that you can get that deck brand new for what, like $10 or less? Yeah. Um, so I would start out with decks like that. It helps you with your sequencing, and then you can slowly build up your, your collection with those sets, like we're saying. Like those Arceus are coming out in sets. I'm sure Mew is going to have one of those as well. They usually take about a year to jump those ones out to make them readily available. Um, if all else fails, we got TCG Player, um, where you can buy singles um, and just go off the, the market price there. Um, it's easier than having to open a bunch of booster packs and hoping you pull what you want. Yeah. So uh, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that Pokemon has for you to come into the game and if you want to be competitive at a local event um, without breaking the bank right off the go is the league battle decks in the moment, like at the moment, like the, the you mentioned the, the, the rapid strike or the single strike one. Um, both are like really good. Um, Inteleon is actually not even bad either. Um, right. It's just Inteleon's not like doesn't do the right amount of damage at the moment, but any, any three of those are, are going to give you, like, I would say, a arguably competitive deck. And then when you're at League Night, which um, Professor Elm says in our chat, too, right. uh, players are going to help you out. Like, you might get the hookup on some stuff. Like, they might tell you a route to go down or, or what you can pick up uh, for something. Uh, maybe it's, a, a, like you said, getting a trainer's cool toolkit is the purchase you need to get right off the bat mm -hmm. to get some of them trainers, or maybe uh, it's just a few common quick balls or something like that, that they might just hand out. Like 
I have plenty of quick balls. New player but, walks in. I mean, when a new player I, comes I only, in, I like to give them new yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't have. Uh, this is all the quick balls I have. Well, here's four. Put them in the deck. This yeah, is like a, you need those. You need those X staples. cards. Yeah, those these things are just going to like speed up your deck so much. Things like that, like going to a league night, will help you out. Yeah, not only you, you're making friends and playing the game. Um, yeah. yeah, we're a community. We try to keep you know as as competitive at least here in Pittsburgh as competitive as we are against one another. Um, we want to see each other, you know, thrive and, and get better at the game and be able to compete. And one way to do that is to help out your fellow, your fellow player. Yeah. Now, um, if you wanted to go and then just start, like, go heavy competitive, like, right off the get-go, which, I mean, you're going to – there's a lot – there's a learning curve to the game. I mean, it, it's not super hard of a game, but you need to learn some steps. But uh, you can go like the best way if you just don't want to go broke is a TCG player. Like that's the thing. Uh, find a list that you like. Maybe talk with some league guys too. If you want to get like the, the best deck in the format, new VMAX or something like that, you're going to spend a lot less money just buying the individual cards that you need than, than just being like, I'm going to rip a whole bunch. Of, I'm going to go buy a whole bunch of Fusion Strike. Right. I mean, it's fun for the collector to just open up as many packs as possible, but it's not really feasible for the player. If you want those cards, yeah, you need to either, um, you know, trade, find a product that you can open up um, that has those promo cards and or just, um, you know, talking to the, the your locals and, you know, they're more than likely going to help you um, set up your set up your deck to, or at least your collection to start with competitive cards. So that's that one. Right. I think, I think we answered that. Wow. We got another one. Uh, we want, where was it? Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins asked us, what is the most surprising card from this set that is better than you originally thought it would be? This set being Brilliant Stars. That's a really loaded question because there's a lot of good cards and a lot of cards that I thought would be good. Um, I... I actually have to kind of take a quick look at this, the card list. Yeah, I'm actually doing the same thing because and uh, Arceus is not surprising. No, Arceus not surprising. Double colorless energy not surprising. Ultra Ball not surprising. Um, Sharon's Care maybe um, in that Arceus build. Um, how you can kind of abuse it if you set it up. If you set up your board state, um, you could set up a two shot. Take take a hit with a, your first Arceus V in the in the active, um, and then Sharon's care, and then bring up another Arceus V, bring him back down, and then set him up again with energies. Um, it's kind of abusive, and you can kind of tank two big hits um, because it's really hard to one shot a Arceus V Sark um, with a big charm on it. Um, so I would say probably Sharon's care. I knew it was going to be good, but in this build, in the straight Arceus, the shady Arceus seems pretty busted yeah uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say two really quick ones that one is kind of like uh i didn't think that uh in that in that vein of what you were saying uh with with sharon's care i did not see flygon's viability with with arceus um just in a general like well that's surprising that that card is actually usable um i just didn't See, like I, the, the ability, the attack is great, but the, being able to charge it up with Arceus, I just didn't picture that. 
So that's surprising. The other one that I'm going to say that actually kind of surprises me, and this is because I haven't lived in a belt era ever, mm-hmm. is just sheer necessity of having three of those in every deck now. Three is maybe a little greedy two sometimes. <laughs> two to three. Two to three. Two for sure. Like if you're going below two, all right, what are you doing, right? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> when you... I mean, Brilliant Stars has been out for two weeks, and I'm just like, every time I attack now, I'm like, if I have belt, or right and what did luke say out. last week we we love it the start but the the further yeah. and further into this we might not like it and i'm already kind of seeing that happen <laughs> in some of yeah. these matchups um especially like that arceus uh that arceus matchup where it does fix math sometimes so uh or the mirror match so i yeah i mean there's so many good cards and i know a professor in chat said double colorless i mean i thought we already knew it was going to be good so I wouldn't say that it's that shocking that you're seeing it in, with that much success, especially with the energy acceleration with Arc. We keep going back to Arceus, but that card is the new hot thing. So um, all these cards are really kind of centralizing over making that one um, I mean, a very playable card. Professor Elm did say Bibarel too is surprisingly amazing, uh, surprisingly good. And it is, but to me, it wasn't a surprise because I like playing, I'm the weird guy, I guess. Because everyone, when everyone talks about Bibarel, they're like, it's Octillery. And I was the only guy that was like, that's still Valley. GX. Well, it is Octillery because Octillery used I to mean, do that back is. in the But that was before our day. Because I didn't, I mean, I didn't play Octillery. That was before, right. that was before my time. I'm, I'm a youngin. Right. So <laughs> uh, it was, to me, it was still Valley GX in, in a draw five from a, a bench Pokemon. But it, it's a single prizer now. So, but I knew that draw five would be good. Um. I'm just waiting for it to become even more universal throughout decks. Right. All right. Um, so I do see another one from Rudy saying, is Arceus V-Star going to be the new meta-defining card? Um, what uh, what type of card needs to come out for, for that to be the most effective against the Mew deck? I mean, I think it's already, like I said, we kind of answered a little bit, where it's maybe where Mew is at tier A, like the Arceus variant is that like a minus or right like or you know one a one b kind of a thing they're very very close um i don't know if it necessarily needs any extra help i think Arceus may be more versatile going down the future because mu is very much stuck on its archetype and Arceus can go with anything any color any v max any v it can go yeah. with anything so I think you'll see as we go further and further down the meta, you'll see more Arceus decks seeing success and less Mew just because of its versatility compared to where Mew is kind of just locked into what it wants to do. Obviously, that can change if something else psychic comes out that just makes it busted or or anything like that. But I would say Arceus is already kind of there. Um, well, I don't know. What, it's, what, what say you, Chuck? I, I mean, there's not going to be one thing that prints it that that's going to make it better than Mew VMAX. I think right now Arceus is your best chance at competing against Mew VMAX. Um, that's not playing a single prize deck. That's not forcing Mew to take six prizes. Right. Um, all right. We got, uh, we got another, we got a question from Professor Elm. Um, 
Do you guys believe that there will be more special energy counter due to the recent success of Natalie's list, which we went over early in the cast because it was all special energy? Right. I mean, you're uh, seeing Beedrill every so often come out there. Duraladon already kind of trying to wall off. Um, the short answer is yes, you probably will. Um, if there's more cards that kind of take advantage of that. I mean, currently we, we're seeing the two that I kind of mentioned, mostly Duraludon Dur seeing success, but occasional Beedrill um, to try to prey upon that. But with the new stadium coming out that we talked about too, that might be a thing too. Um, okay. I think that's the biggest answer if you're going to see a uh, really a counter to special energies. But that again is next set. Yeah. Um, it might open the opportunity for more special energy counter. Um, the thing I believe though, with, I think Mew could just pivot away from it. Like no, no basic energy is just super greedy. I think in Mew Max, like, and it's allowed to be as greedy as it wants at the right. moment. So um, it's almost going to be like, a call uh, a deck just catching that guy off like catching that person off guard uh or like calling that bluff of the no no basic energy and and just taking advantage of like taking advantage of the fact that that's that's the way the list is so you might see a little bit more of it but then it, the deck just pivots away from it right i I mean, it's time to tell, but I think, you know, those are the, the options that we might see, um, you know, play, play a role in the anti-special energy game. We got, we got a spicy one mm -hmm. from our, our good friend Zoro Dad GX. Um, do you think Arceus Internatus is a good deck? No. <laughs> I'm, I, you, might, you might be breaking the man's heart. I'm sorry, Zora Dad. I love you, man. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no. Um, I uh, I don't actually disagree with you because uh, I think you can't even do uh, a Turnitus. Uh, sorry, my phone just went off. Uh, I don't even think you can do a Turnitus with uh, Arceus on the bench. I mean, you technically can. His ability just wouldn't work, so you're not going to get that that extra bench space. Yeah. Um, so there's no point. And even if he was dark. And you did get that ability. I mean, Eternatus already attacks pretty easily um, with the energy switch and, and the Moltres kind of combination. If you if you were to desire to attack with uh, Eternatus, um, so I don't think that you're going to see Arceus kind of help him at all. Uh, I just uh, on top of that, I just don't think you need to accelerate to Eternatus as as you do with Arceus to to the basic. Uh, uh, basic, basically making his ability defunct, which is making his attack better. So I don't think those two pair well. Um, you put him with some other dark cards, though, I think you might have something at the moment. Maybe. It's Maybe. to be determined again. But so <laughs> the meta is right, though, for, for a dark deck to be really effective since Muse, obviously, uh, Brisbane showed 50% of the meta. So if you can make a dark deck consistent, and hit and do well against everything else. I mean, this is the time. So 
we need we need those deck creators to make a dark deck that is super consistent yep all right um we have two about live but i want to go down skip a little bit ahead because zordad also had um a tag on question to our special energy chat we were just having mm -hmm. um, which we didn't really talk about it he asked is fan of waves effective against Mew, or does it not help much since it just goes back in the deck it doesn't help much in my opinion because it goes back in the deck and elsa sparkles the thing um yeah. it can be a mild annoyance at the beginning of a game um it, like i say you attach and then you only got that one attached and you couldn't do anything else and then they elsa sparkle it away um, so it might prevent you from getting all that out there at first. Uh, but again, that's just a minor annoyance. I think it's it's not really super effective against a Mew um, generally. It's 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 only effective before they've Elsa sparkled. And then once they've done sparkled, I think it just doesn't matter. Like, right. unfortunately. I agree. You want to go back up to the live questions? Uh, yep, yep. No, no now we're going to jump back up to... Uh, I believe Dean and Drew, D and Drew, or D Andrew V, or however you say your name, uh, had a question. Uh, can't wait for Pokemon TCG Live to come out. I haven't played in years. Uh, it's oh wait, that's not really a question, I guess. <laughs> no, that that's more of a that's, comment. But that's no. just asking about live. Never mind. Uh, the other one with live being out for a while now in Canada, are you more or less excited for it after seeing, hearing from people? Who have used it i'll let you take this one first um i'm about the same uh i i mean i i've i've kind of like we've gotten our own personal review uh, i've i've watched people play it uh i've learned i've heard everyone else's review um whether it's like uh other podcasts or streamers or, or whatnot uh, it'll have its kinks, but I am excited to see it come. I just want it to be the, I, I'm waiting for it to just be the, this is where you go to period. Like, so right. I, I understand it's still in beta and beta, but when it's, when it's in ready to be launched to everybody, I might get a little bit more amped. Right. So I'm excited. Um, the thing that actually excites me the most so far is from all those Canadian players uh, that have been testing it out or just heavy content creators um, that have been testing it out and have feedback for the Pokemon company. It seems like they're listening and making changes already um, pretty quickly. So that's a very encouraging sign. So I'm really happy for that. I'm also really excited to be able to play it on my tablet slash phone. Um, so I don't have to always be on my computer to play. Um, so I can still kind of like, be around the fam and not like secluding myself in the basement while playing um that's more of just like a personal like like selfish kind of thing i guess um and then yeah i'm excited to get all of my product over there get my collection switched over and then just really finally getting my hands on it i think the client still has you know kinks to work out but again i pokemon's listening and it seems to be you know on a positive trend um so yeah i i think i'm i'm probably more excited um, but I'm still trying to temper that excitement. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still generally excited to have it on my phone. I'll be excited to see, like, that's the thing. I was like, I've heard a lot of people's experience on how it plays on the PC. Like I, 
I want to know if any Canadians have it on their like I don't I don't think that's out on the mobile market yet. So like I want to know how it plays on my handheld device. Right. If it plays well, I might be in trouble at work. <laughs> I'll be on break <laughs> and be playing. I'm like, hold on, I gotta finish my game. I can't lose all I can't lose this game. I gotta keep my rep up uh for that rank ladder. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got uh another here's an in, in live play question. Um what is your strategy for prize checking in IRL coming from the online stratosphere? It takes them forever. It's also another Zorodag question. Um, I can answer mine really quickly. I'm very bad at it. Um, I basically go through and hunt for like the important cards. Um, right. Do I need like how many bosses are in my deck? Uh, do I have uh, at least one of everything I need to evolve this game? um like if i'm playing like if i'm playing rayquaza v max do i have a v max do i have um flaffies like do i have both like uh things like that just real quick um i may not go through and be like all right like and exactly figure out what is prized because it's a little bit that could take me a little bit longer so i know that's one of the way of some people can do it faster than me. We got to so move Chuck along usually. So he can't really do that his first turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, I try to speed myself up a little bit, just making sure that I have the essentials. And then uh, maybe along the way, I'll try and make sure exactly what I have prized. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, it is a high level where it's like you are do you have those important cards do i have switches do i have the evolution pokemon i need um when it comes down to like counting energies at least at the beginning i don't necessarily do that um especially if it's like a large energy count deck um but yeah it's definitely advantageous to take a little bit of time your first turn if you have a chance to go into your deck to make sure what you have uh make sure you have like out so if you're if you're playing an arceus deck um and you're going turn one you quick ball um at least know the cards that you have so when you do use his ability you know you're for sure going to get that um so do you need to um you know memorize each and every game what six you have on the very first turn i mean elite players do that do you need to do it necessarily to be successful no um, not to memorize everything and have a photographic memory. Just know the high level cards that you need and want in that early game, and then maybe some late game outs. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I mean, take your time, but not too much time. So yeah, basically all I got to say there. Yeah, that's, that's that's. I mean, I I definitely can use more improvement on figuring that stuff out in a faster way. That's uh, one of the things I can improve on. Um, but, Another thing is um, know your deck. Um, yeah. You need to memorize your 60. Um, that you don't have to remember like the, the six prizes necessarily um, to get the, like if you're serious about a deck, remember the 60. You have all the time in the world that's not in game. So remember those 60. That way it makes it easier to just at a glance know the cards that you're missing. Yeah. Because Really, it's 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 checking for those uh, things that you you only have low counts of that you need to make sure are are available. Whether it's the 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 two one of two RCS V stars or something like that, right. or you know, uh, if you're playing Duraludon RCS and 
your mustards are prized. Like, okay, well, no mustard plays this 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 game. You know, what right. I mean, just if you know you're sixty, when you scroll through the first time going for a quick ball, you can be like, all right, I didn't see a mustard at all. That's not good. Like, however, but yeah, if you know the sixty, going through will be a lot faster as well. Agreed. All right. Um, next one. Uh, what do you see as the surprise deck that to do well at Salt Lake City? I don't know. I I don't know if we're gonna find a surprise deck that's outside the Mew, Arceus, or Dark Box combination. I know there are some people that say like have a Dark Box with um, with you know a a one one line of Urshifu um, or something to that effect. I still wouldn't be surprised if something like that won. Um, so for me, I don't know uh, if there is a deck that's going to be necessarily surprising. Durant um, won its own tournament already online, um, and I think it caught people off guard to start. I think it's fairly um, straightforward on how to beat it currently. Uh, so I don't think a, a deck like Durant is going to come out and like steal Salt Lake City. Uh, I don't think a deck like that either. My surprise, I think you may not even call it a surprise because, well, we didn't see a dark box, like a single prize dark box until you make top 16 in Brisbane out of 150. But uh, I feel like Salt Lake City is going to be bigger. And I think a single prize dark box until might have a better opportunity in a bigger field. That'd be my surprise. I think, uh, if it can just chew through Muse fast enough, like right, but does it beat Arceus? Good question. Yeah, I mean, because Mew is going to be there, you know, probably close to fifty percent of the meta again, just like it was in Brisbane. Um, and if you it, beat the other forty percent of of Arceus archetypes, um, I think Arceus does well against single prize decks. Um, so yeah, sure, you might be Mew, but you're not going to play Mew every single round. <laughs> that's the thing it's getting really close i mean you and, might but i know i know and I, that might be is the, that your that, strategy you really want to see mew every single every single no, turn no, no, no. No. well if you run a dark box maybe you do um but that might be the thing is it's a deck that gets a dark box that gets its favorable matchups the way all the way through like i i it, maybe it avoids the art the rcs is that really kind of give it a problem uh, maybe i'm completely wrong we'll see i i don't think we're gonna see anything surprising in salt lake city i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out on a limb and say we're gonna see mew in the top four again and we're gonna see arceus in the top four again making the hard making the hard choices i am <laughs> I, I sure am <laughs> all right we got a couple more uh we can hit real quick uh how many games do you need to play do have played with a deck before using it for a regional i believe we said this before or i say at least minimum 100 games yeah i believe i remember hearing that 100 is a good number yeah uh, our my my testing partner in chat right here professor elm yeah 100 games he's he said it i think he, it was him uh it might have been luke uh i forget now um but they might have both said it they might have both said it and i'm the same very much in the same um is 100 at least like for me 
And we've, we've talked in the past where like, I like to be a well-rounded player and I still do to play all the other things, but going into it, uh, an event that matters to you that you're spending money on either playing the events, hotel, travel, food, all that stuff. Um, you want to go prepared, right? Uh, and for me in the past and other games, I haven't played in the huge, well, I guess I, I for the full grip, full grip uh, tournament, I played Mew probably 200 times before that. Um, I'll probably play whatever deck, um, probably Arceus, um, a good 500 times before I play is, is what I'm planning on doing. Yeah. Um, I would say a hundred is a good number. Um, just to try and get as many as you can clo- as close right. to that and go above it. If you can, don't and, stop at hundred and be like, I'm no, cool. don't stop at a hundred. And, and I also want to point out, I know the ladder is kind of like, there's like this, this unspoken thing it's like oh it's just the ladder play um it is a great testing ground against a lot of different things and even our winner for brisbane and natalie miller um she was testing on on ladder and and i saw many posts and heard her interview with mellow again um where she was majority of her testing is on ladder against a bunch of people uh on there so uh it doesn't necessarily need to have like a testing group or locals or anything like that if you can get you know 25 games in easy in a day on on ptcgo go for it i mean that's that's yeah. the way to go for there's in, in my there's eyes. no harm in playing your deck against anything right uh, even if you know learning. you're especially even if you know you're going to lose on the ladder um where if you can try to like maybe even sequence out a play that you take the knockout on the on the active where it might not be easy it's still valuable um for your time to practice those those turns where you have to sequence to get a, a setup for a, a knockout or do damage. So even if you're going to lose, I wouldn't concede unless it's just like a complete dead hand draw and there's nothing to learn from it. I would still play the games out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's multiple times I've learned that oh, I can sequence my way out of this a different way than like I have done many a times before. Just playing it out, playing as many. Even if you're playing things that you know you won't see, like uh, some weird janky deck that someone built on the weekend, do it. The more practice you get just seeing how your deck operates on a normal, the better. Right. All right. Um, Let's see. Uh, We got, do you solitaire decks uh, or, and can you describe the process? Is it helpful? Um, I don't uh the only time i've ever really solitaire is like pre-releases or something i just built off the top of the hand just to see mm-hmm. hands that i would get i'm i have in the past with irl cards where i'll solitaire um but a lot of times it kind of goes back to where i just said about uh, ptcgo even if you know you're losing you can kind of still solitaire uh that turnout to to get to the spot that you need to get to that turn um that way you, there's more like in-game interaction. Um, you can solitaire, but it's just, especially in those early turns, it's really hard to know what your opponent's going to do. Um, I guess you can say like X amount of times you're going to get Marnie, X amount of times you're just going to lose your active. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have in the past, but I think still just PTCGO is the way to go if you're just trying to get reps in. All right, and coming down to the end here, we have our own Riot4 Gaming asking, what do you think of Don Fan Moltres? And I don't know if that's a deck. So, 
So Don Fan is the one that does damage to his bench. Yeah, but correct. Why, why, why would, would you, you want to hurt your Moltres? Maybe it's just covering. What Moltres are we trying to hurt, and why? Uh, maybe it's the Galarian Moltres uh, that you play down after you take X amount of um, you know prize cards. Um, you know, it's a good uh, you know type spread deck. Um, that can do a lot of damage for not a lot of energy output. Um, I, think, I think there was a, a couple cards coming out in the future that we kind of already theory craft. I at the time I, at this moment I can't remember those cards yeah, um, that kind of uh, go there. I think we have to refer to Turtwig talks the meta to tell us all about Don Fan Moltres now. Right. So, <laughs> calling um, out. But yeah, I don't know anything off the top of my head. It's at the moment I would say it's a fun deck. It's not a competitive deck. I could be wrong. I mean, that is the last one. It, this was fun. Um, thank you guys for all the awesome questions. Um, for some of you first time chatters in, in uh, Triple P's uh, chat. Um, it was a lot of fun answering a variety of different Pokemon questions live. Um, yeah. I don't know, Chuck, if, was this everything you, we were hoping for? I think it was. Yeah, I I, uh, I like the hot seat of the questions and, and literally pure hot takes on stuff. Right. Uh, There's no prep, so we don't know what's coming. Uh, so it definitely kept us on our feet, and I do appreciate you guys um, throwing those questions out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hope you guys, I mean, I appreciate you coming out and being a part of the cast as well, all those listeners out there. Definitely. All right. With that being said, I think this is going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys for listening to the end of Triple P. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.